Hey, this is Joey Rumble. I'm the pastor of Summerbrook Church in Somerville, South Carolina, and this is our podcast. I hope the message you listen to today speaks to your heart and helps you connect with Jesus and grow in Him. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the message. Okay, well, let's jump into God's Word together. We continue our series, Just Give Me Jesus. We're going to um, pull out your message notes and follow along. We're going to dig into Scripture together. And then at the end of service, uh, we're going to be uh, praying uh, for um, Tanner and Miguel and Dakota and, and their wives and families. And it's really cool what God's doing in their lives is uh, Tanner and Miguel are going to move be moving from part-time to full-time. Miguel's already been, uh, uh, say Miguel, uh, Dakota's already been full-time, but we're going to pray over them and just so excited about what God's doing there. But we'll share more about that, of what God's doing with our church and helping uh, them move to full-time in ministry now. So uh, Matthew 11, 28 through 30, uh, we're going to read together. Uh, this passage of scripture, and we're going to dig in together. Um, but, and, and I'll read it to you, and then I'm going to tell you why this uh, verse is so impactful for me, and I, I'm praying that it'll be impactful for you as well. Uh, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So about 2005-ish, I was pastoring church in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I hit a burnout stage. I was just fried. Uh, Joey, how do you know that you were burned out and fried? Well, let me tell you how. I'm glad you asked. I was sitting at my desk in my office going to pick up my pencil to do some just basic to-do lists, not high-pressure things, not intense at all, just some normal to-do list type of things that, you know, you, uh, that you need to do. And I struggled to even pick that pencil up to take some notes. I knew there was an issue. And at the same time, fortunately, I'd, re- I'd been reading two different books that was divinely led of the Lord that was talking about the dangers of being in that type of stage of life. And it was a chapter in each of that book, of each of those books, that said, whoa. And I'm telling you, I, I went and got help, went and got some counseling, really worked on some things, and it radically changed the trajectory of my ministry for the years to come. And that was about 17-ish years ago. And I thank God for that defining moment and the, the, the help and the, the wisdom I got. And so it was so many different areas. And I, I couldn't unpack it all in one message. But let me tell you one of the biggest. One of the biggest is these two verses. And it really, I think, if I remember right, it was long, 17 years ago, it was a good while ago. Uh, I, I think it was in the counseling office with this uh, counselor that he really helped me understand a, a deeper level of, uh, of the rhythms of the pressure of life and how to, uh, to bear up under it as Scripture talks about it. 
And so I, I'm going to uh, share it with you because this, this verse that I just read to you was a game changer for me, and I'm praying that it's a game changer for you as well. And I want to give you the first two fill-ins right off the bat. It's come to me and learn from me. Jesus said, come to me. So Jesus is telling them, hey, come to me. And he says to them, learn from me. Now, as I was soap journaling on this verse recently, in my soap journal, I wrote out the scripture. Uh, it's so, uh, soap journaling, uh, I've explained it before, but I'll, I'll do a, a brief flyby. It's an acronym, S for scripture, where you write out the scripture that really stands out to you in your time with the Lord. For me, in this case, it was learn from me, and I will give you rest for your soul. The observation that I wrote, the observation is the S, the O. For, the O is observation. What's the scripture saying? What is the truth here? What is the insight? Uh, what, what's God saying here? And, and the truth was that I, you're to learn from Christ and that he gives you rest. And then the application, my application is this. For This is me personally. Uh, that I'm to come and learn from Jesus, to find rest in him, and that he will teach me how to carry the calling he's called me to. And then the, the, so that's the A application. Then my P was the prayer, and I would pray that into my life. And so as we look at this passage of Scripture, um, I want to give you reflections. I actually have 12 reflections on this passage of Scripture, and obviously I'm not going to do all 12, but I'm going to lean into one, and then I'll share the others uh, quick quick hitters, and you can look at it. But the first one is, when, when we come to Jesus, and the title of this message is to learn from Jesus, to learn from me, uh, when he says learn from me, is our personal time with the Lord, that this was a this was a really ch uh, changing moment for me is that I learned a uh, more intimate time with the Lord. And this is how it shifted in, in my life years ago and it has carried forward. I used to think when I go to God that it's uh, perform so he'll love me, perform so he'll be pleased, perform, push, all of that. And yet when you look at this passage of Scripture, it says, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. It's not, it's not this perform for God to love you. He loves you, and because of his dear love for you, obedience flows. Out of that love relationship, you, you strive to honor your Lord. You strive to honor the King uh, who created you with a purpose. God loves me, therefore I obey. Not I obey, therefore God loves me. Uh, I've shared that, that quote. I'll actually quote Dallas Willard here in a little bit again. That quote by Dallas Willard that said, grace is not opposed to effort, but earning." Your walk with God is not about earning God's love. He loves you. It's a free gift you receive. And out of that response, 
You flow with obedience. You flow with effort. You, you, you wrestle. You struggle. But what? You wrestle. You struggle with his energy, with his strength. Because, hey, life's challenging. Life is difficult. It's, it, it, it's a challenge. But when you're yoked to Christ, when, when you carry his burden is easy, his yoke is light. light. When Scripture talks about that, it's a, it's a load that you can handle because Christ is carrying it with you. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll share with you, um, and I'll come back to that time with Jesus reflection, uh, but, but I want to share two notes here uh, from uh, the ESV study Bible that shares this about this passage of Scripture. Come to me is an invitation to trust Jesus personally, not merely to believe historical facts about him, all who labor and are heavy laden refers in the immediate context to those oppressed by the burden of religious legalism imposed on people by the scribes and Pharisees. But the wider application is that Jesus provides rest for your souls. That is eternal rest for all who seek forgiveness of their sins and freedom from the crushing legalistic burden and guilt of trying to earn salvation by good works. That's why Jesus says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Continuing on, that word yoke uh, from the uh, commentary, the wooden frame joining, this yoke is a wooden frame joining two animals, usually oxen, for pulling heavy loads, and, which was a metaphor for one person's subjection to another, and a common metaphor in Judaism for the law. The Pharisaic interpretation of the law with its extensive list of prescriptions had become a crushing burden, but was believed by the people to be of divine origin. Jesus' yoke of discipleship, on the other hand, brings rest through the simple commitment to him. That's why spending time with Jesus is so important. Time with Jesus is learning from your Savior. He says, learn from me. We go to the Lord in Scripture and just learn from Him. Not from performance, but knowing you're dearly loved. And He wants you to learn His ways, to learn His teachings. So let me give you several um, practical uh, examples of how to apply your time with the Lord and, uh, that I believe uh, can help you learn from Jesus. Now let me give you just a, a quick disclaimer here. If right now you're rolling with the Lord like the Apostle Paul, man, you mean uh, Mary who gave birth to Jesus. I mean, you're walking so close with Jesus that your time with the Lord is rolling. Don't, don't adjust your time with the Lord to some of the suggestions I'm making. Keep doing it, okay? Keep doing what you're doing. Don't get distracted on that. Keep that rhythm going. And you may want to add just a little tweak to it with what I suggest, but please keep rolling with what you're rolling with. Uh, but for you that you're struggling with coming to the feet of Jesus, you're struggling with that consistency. You're struggling with learning from Jesus. Learn from me. I want to give you some practical tips that I, have been helpful for me and watch be helpful for others as well. Uh, find, so if we're going to Scripture, find a time and a place where you can be alone with God. Find a consistent time, as much as possible, 
and then find a place, preferably that's with no distractions. That's, a, you know, that place that you meet with God, that you, you go to God to learn from him, that he reads your heart. He teaches you the ways of God. So I would encourage you to do that. Learn from the Lord. Find a time and a place with, uh, as free of, from his distractions as possible. The next thing I recommend, is, and like I, this is why I did that disclaimer, uh, you may be using technology for your time with the Lord, and it's working great. Keep doing it. But for me, I, I always, I won't use my phone, and I won't use uh, my iPad, and I use them a lot for, min- for ministry purposes and, and, and all. I, I use technology a ton, but in my personal private time with the Lord, I don't. I get a, a, a hand Bible, and, and then I have a hand journal instead of writing it in. And everything else I pretty much do in Google Drive. But my time with the Lord is, is this. It's paper, pen, and making notes and, and starring scripture verses this way. So that's how, and the reason I, I don't want to get distracted. I don't want to get pinged with a, a text message or something else that happens, and or I don't want to be tempted to uh, start working on something. I want to spend time with God. And so I encourage you to best, you can, I highly recommend to do uh, uh, this. And like I said, if something, you're doing something that's working with technology, please keep using that technology. I'm just talking about something I do that I've learned to help with, to battle distractions. The next thing I would do, and right now I'm reading through the whole Bible. But if you're, right, and, and I'm loving it. I mean, it is it's amazing. I'm in May, and I, and so I, I've I've read a lot of chap, a lot of books of the Bible already. It's it's incredible. But I would recommend you don't do that right now. If you're not reading through the whole Bible right now, where it's working for you, what I would do is I'd start in the New Testament, and I would work myself my way through the New Testament. I wouldn't even go to the Old Testament right now. I would start in the New Testament because it's a lot easier to understand. And let me say, I love the Old Testament. I, it's been incredible. But I would start in the New Testament for you if I was starting. And I would uh, just take it one, I'd go start at the beginning in Matthew. I would go right through the whole New Testament and spending time with the Lord. Another thing I'd recommend before you um, re- spend time with the Lord in that book of the Bible in the New Testament, I would watch, and I, I'm saying this not during your personal devotion time, but uh, a time during the week or whenever, I would watch the Bible Project. And the Bible Project has taken each book of the Bible and done a good over, I would, that's an understatement. I find it very captivating and an incredible overview of each book of the Bible. And it just helps you see the story so much clearer and understand it. And it helps when you're spending time in that book to come alive even more. And if you forget to watch it, you know, and you've already got through the book, then watch it, you know, watch it at the end. Uh, but the Bible Project is incredibly helpful of understanding a, a good overview. The next thing I would do is I would get a, um ESV study Bible. Uh, I, I think it's the best study Bible out there still. I just love it. And uh, I've had others in the past that, that were good, but ESV study Bible, I feel like it has a, a better a little bit deeper, a little bit fuller uh, uh, stuff to understand the scripture. So what I would do, I would either, uh, they, they make the ESV study Bible with this, with the notes there, 
uh, what I do, I, the, the, the study Bible is close by, uh, the bigger, thicker one, and so it can be referred to with me. But I would, I would go through the ESV study Bible when I was uh, reading the scripture so I could understand it better. Because you want to, as best you can, to start really understanding what Scripture is saying. So these are tips that I would recommend. And SOAP journaling, that acronym I just took you through, highly, highly recommend SOAP journaling. I've been doing it for about 15 years. It seems like every discipleship relationship I'm in, I'm going to have you SOAP journaling. Because what it does, it helps you retain what God is saying to you and what you're to do to apply it in your life. And then you can help discuss it better with uh, your family. And, and, and uh, uh, So I, I just, um, uh, I love soap journaling. I, if you haven't tried it, I, I highly recommend that as well. Two other things um, about uh, learning from Jesus. I want to read two quotes from you that I feel like are really good. Uh, from Love God With All Your Mind by J.P. Moreland, and it's, uh, one of them is by Dallas Willard, just in the introduction, uh, and he shares this in referring to the, the um, passage of Scripture I just shared with you, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Uh, Dallas Willard shares this. To take his yoke means joining him in his work and making our work his work. To trust him is to understand that total immersion is what he is doing with our life is the best thing that could ever happen to us. To learn from him in this total life immersion is how we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. The outcome is that we increasingly are able to do all things, speaking or acting, as if Christ were doing them. As apprentices of Christ, we are not learning how to do some special religious activity, but how to live every moment of our lives from the reality of God's kingdom. I am learning how to, act, uh, how to live my actual life as Jesus would if he were me. That's powerful. There's that freedom in being yoked to Christ. And then in uh, J.P. Moreland here, I'm going to quote him from his uh, book here. I, I believe this is another really good insight and in coming to learn from Christ and just learning from him. Uh, he, he shares this. I'm quoting him. We need to remember the consequences of abandoning a fundamental commitment to truth and reason. A people that does not care about these will be easily led to behave in certain ways by rhetoric, image, narcissistic self-infatuation, and so on. This is extremely dangerous. Further, if our allegiance to Christianity is not based on the conviction that it is true and reasonable, then we are treating the faith as a mere means to some self-serving pragmatic end, and that demeans the faith. For example, if we are more concerned with practical application from the Bible than with having good reasons for thinking we have correctly interpreted it, then our bottom line will be that the Bible exists as a total, as a tool to make us a success, and we do not exist to place ourselves under what it really says. Say that again. We do not exist 
to place ourselves under what it really says. He is Lord. So that's why I like the, the uh, soap journaling, scripture observation. What's the truth being revealed? What's the truth here? What do I need to submit to? What do I need to follow that Jesus is saying? What do I need to learn from the master teacher, my Lord? And then application flows. Then obedience flows. It's really important that when we go to Scripture that you, you're, not all, you're not checking your brain at the door. God has given you healthy uh, uh, reasoning power, uh, capabilities to wrestle with Scripture, to understand what the Lord is saying, and then with that to learn from Jesus and then respond appropriately in obedience. You know, I mean, we need to have the mind of God. We need to start learning to have the mind of God, to be able to think God's thoughts. Now, I'm not saying uh, you think everything always God says, but he says to have the, that we strive to think more his thoughts and his ways over our own. I'll give you an example. Mark 8, 31. And Jesus, he began to teach his disciples that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed after three days rise again. And Jesus said this plainly, and Peter took him aside, hey, 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 Lord, hey, Jesus, and began to rebuke Jesus. But turning and seeing his disciples, so Jesus is looking at all the disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, get behind me, Satan, for you, you let's not miss this statement. Get behind me, Satan. I mean, that. That's kind of funny, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm, I hope Jesus never says that to me in my prayer time, you know. That, that, that's funny, but it's also very scary. But my, I don't, and, uh, and to, but to remember that God had chosen Peter to be the leader of his church. He was their, the main spokesperson for the disciples. So Jesus loved Peter intimately, but and closely, and he knew what God was going to, God knew what he was going to do. But he was like, no, 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 Peter, you don't have the mind of God here. You're thinking thoughts that aren't from God, but they're from Satan. And he rebukes him, but he says this, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Church, as Christians, when you give your life to Christ, the Spirit of God dwells within you. And as you spend time intimately with the Lord, he will review, he'll reveal these intimate times. Of, of closeness with the Savior. He'll, he'll reveal these things uh, to you of the mind of God, of helping you understand more and more what God wants to be done. So we need to receive God's rebuke and set your mind on things of God. Who brought an umbrella here today? <laughs> so, uh, so we need to receive God's rebuke and set your mind on things of God. And that is by having quality time learning from the Savior. One of the, the, when Jesus gave the great commandment and reminded them of the great commandment, you shall love the Lord your God, Luke 10, 27, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. God said to love him what? with One of the things there, with all your mind. It's really important that we take the time to understand Scripture. Understand what? Learn from me. To learn from 
Jesus. Now, if you want to make headway, you need a takeaway. So, we need to learn from Jesus. And, and like I said earlier, I was going to fly by these other areas for you that I learned. I learned on the burnout piece. of learn- And so, learning from Scripture and that his yoke is easy, his burden is light, number one tops, pales in comparison to all these other things. But then the Lord started teaching me other things. I learned practical ways to live, practical ways to bear up under this pressure that we face in life, that we all face. So I'm going to give you some that I face, but personally... It, um, that God worked out in me. And so I, this is, uh, I'm just giving them to you. Uh, time, time with the Lord we shared. Uh, time intimately praying with my wife, praying and having time, family time with the Lord. Exercise, uh, making sure that you deal with the stress of life with exercise and, and trying to, the, the physical health. Pastor friends, the preaching load. Uh, the admin load, uh, protect the unity of the church and, and protect the unity of the leadership of the church, unplugging from the church and coming away with Sabbath, good friends, purity, drains and fills, that there better be a whole lot more fills in my life than drains, work on cutting off the drains when I can and fill, fill, fill to stay filled up. And I threw those at you rapid fire, I understand that. But what I wanted to point out is this, that we learn from Jesus in the practical ways of life so that we can bear up under the challenges we face. The Lord will never leave you nor forsake you, but we got to take the time to learn from the Savior. I have a, 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 a pastor I've learned from afar. He's actually one I learned soap journaling from uh, that taught a youth pastor that, um, from his book that, that got passed on to me. But he was mentoring a pastor who had a moral failure. And he was talking to the pastor. He goes, how, how could you do that? What happened? He goes, well, I was reading God's word, not for myself, but for sermon prep. I'd read God's word, and I would just read it to preach it. And Wayne Cordero said, it, he goes, I, and then it, it hit. He realized he was reading God's word and giving it to the people. Reading God's word and giving it to the people. When he should have been reading God's word, taking it in his heart, and then giving it to the people. Reading God's word, taking it into his heart, and then giving it to the people. Church, every one of you need to be reading God's word, taking it to your heart, and giving it to your family. Reading God's word taking it to your heart and giving it to the youth ministry. Reading God's word, taking it to your heart and giving it in your career. Reading God's word, taking it in your heart, giving it to your kids. See the difference? It's huge. So I encourage you, learn from the Savior because his burden is easy and his yoke is light. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you. God, thank you that you Help us learn from you. Lord, I pray that we would know we're dearly loved by you. Help us to receive from you. 
In Jesus' name, God, reveal your scripture to us and what we're to do with it. Help us to learn from you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said together, amen.